Hey, is that you? Yeah, I thought you were coming by. Hey, listen, everybody, gather round. It's podcast time. That's right. Always be booked podcast time. We're just getting started here. Today, I want to cover a few things. I want to talk about, you know, Royal Caribbean, that little, I think they're calling it a water incident. Uh, We'll talk Holland America. They're making some changes. I know I'm not a Holland America expert, but they're making some changes to their music lineup that I think is worth mentioning. Uh, Carnival bringing back the Behind the Fun Tour. And we have a dating app matching up with a cruise line. And uh, we also are going to talk this week about some of the things, you know, with the new, I guess, the beginning of the year. I want to talk about some of my dream things that I think I would like to see happen across all cruising. I know we've done this before. I think we've probably done it two or three times since Always Be Booked started. But every once every once in a while, I'd like to recheck in and update the list or maybe kind of, I guess, uh, tap my fingers on the desk at these cruise lines. And, hey, guys, what are we talking? We talked about this a couple of years ago. Why hasn't it been done yet? All that and your emails. Let's start the show. Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey, it's the night before the cruise. And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping. But even if I could, I'd be dreaming about this weekend. All the fun we about to have as we taking this vacation. Always be booked on our way to embarkation. Because we know what's in store. Pockets and palm trees. Tropical sea breeze and frozen daiquiris. Oh, please. Thank you, sir. Yes, I think I'll have another. Don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going and the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running peers Thanks for giving us your ears, through the laughter and the tears But we just getting started out here, give us a holler If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited sunny south florida and boy is it sunny we've had a good couple of days weather wise i have to say and uh yeah for some reason i i do not i can't tell you why i just jump right into the weather i'm just looking around the surroundings are nice things are good i do have to apologize to everybody on the patreon last night for uh <laughs> hearing a very uh a rant let's just call it a rant you know you have these these create this creator life this entrepreneurial creation life it has its ups it has its downs and you're going to get into these little rhythms where you know you're you're humming along things are good the encouragement is coming in i mean i got to say that's the that's the biggest thing that's the biggest thing that helps any of us as creators is progress. That's all you can say. You know what I mean? I don't even care how fast it is. You know, if I even get those couple of new member requests a day for the Always Be Both Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook, that keeps me going. If I see an email, people engaging, that keeps me going because I know that that's going to eventually lead to monetization. And when I talk about monetization, I, you know, you don't want to sound greedy, but at the same time, you also want to, you know, be able to sustain an income sustain a living and i think it's all of our you know it's all of our dreams to be able to do what we want to do day in and day out we're still battling we're still out here but the thing was is that you know you get you do get into ruts and most of the time i could say my ruts my little i guess do i i guess situations where i'm just 
battling like a lunatic is when I'm battling against technology. You know, when I'm trying to figure out an app, when I'm trying to figure out a piece of equipment, all that type of stuff is what I don't know. Sometimes it, it, it's enough to put you close to the edge. <laughs> it, it sends you into a deep, dark place sometimes because, you know, you end up getting into this thing where you're like, uh, you know, honestly, what gives? Is any of this going to work? Will anything happen? And like last night, I was just without giving details, without going too much into it. I was just in one of those spaces where, you know, no matter what you do, you fix one problem, another problem arises, and, you know, a lot of these apps, see, the good news is that it's all fixable because there's a lot of information out there, whether it's YouTube, whether it's just general search, anything, but the bad news is is that they're so intricate that you really can find yourself just like having 35 tabs open of how we're trying. And a lot of times when you fix one problem, the fix to one problem will be a, will be a, um, the destruction and the genesis of a new problem. So it's a little bit of a mess sometimes, but that's what it is. You got to battle it. And I've learned that from a couple of people along the way. I got to give it to my former boss, one of the owners that I used to work with. And I know we're getting, we're, we're, we're getting very Patreon here, Patreonish here, because this is more like along the lines of stuff I talk about on Patreon. But um, I, I watched him a little bit, and I noticed that you know I used to get frustrated, and I still get frustrated when I get brick walls thrown in front of me from a technology standpoint. But I watched him, and the way he attacks it is that that of like just like a psychopath, and just say, okay, well here's a problem. Well, I'm gonna travel. To the deepest, darkest edges of the internet to make sure I solve this problem. And as long as it takes, no matter what you got to go through, and then ideally, you may waste minutes, hours, dare I say days, but ideally, you come out of it stronger. And you come out of it having been down that hole. You know? I won't tell the story about the West Wing where the guy falls in the hole and the other guy jumps in the hole. That's for another time. But it's a little bit of a philosophical sort of a sort of sort of a statement, a, a philosophical sentiment. Should I go on this MSC Magnifica cruise? I think it's on the twenty second or twenty third, if I'm not mistaken. Four days on the MSC Magnifica, guys. You tell me. I talked to you about what. First of all, we already got this book cruise booked with Beatrix, and this is a uh, four day. On Freedom in the Seas, and that's going to happen on February 6th. So that's less than a month away, right? But then I got this, uh, I just look around. I can't help myself. I poke around. I should just ban, I should ban myself from looking up cruises. Because then you'll look on how, uh, on MSC, and, you know, I just was very comfortable. That's all, that's, I guess that's, if you want to give a word to that cruise, comfortable. You're very comfortable on the MSC Meraviglia. Meravia, Meravigliato, whatever it is. So I was just looking up MSC uh, sailings. And Beatrix said she, by the way, historic. Beatrix is triple booked. I don't think Beatrix has been on one cruise. Beatrix went on a cruise with me. And I'm going to say this was 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Or 2018, I think it was. 2018 or 2019. And she hasn't been on a cruise since. 
before that, I think it had been a few years since she had been on a cruise. So she went from being booked like twice in about five or six years to being triple booked in 2023. A very, very special, special always be booked round of applause for Beatrix for being triple booked. She's got the cruise with me on the um, on the on the on the Freedom of the Seas. And then we're, she's doing the group cruise, which is phenomenal. And, you know, that was just not going to happen. She's like, oh, maybe I'll cancel the group cruise and go now. No, that's not happening. Under no circumstances can I allow you. That's, I mean, that's psychopathic. But she's on the group cruise and she saw, and I mentioned it a few weeks ago or months ago, uh, uh, probably a couple of months ago, that there was this out of control the only caveat to this was that you got to be okay with flying, which most of the American and world public is. Yeah, I'm, I'm the outlier when it comes to that. But this was a cruise. I, I, I don't know if I got the, the stops, but it was basically three or four stops going from uh, Port Canaveral to Martinique. Martinique. You want to talk about a rare cross your, uh, cross your beach boy bucket list off your list cruise. It, the only thing is you stay in Martinique and you got to have to have you have to have a flight. Now, she may go back to Europe after that just for uh, to visit her mom and stuff. But Beatrix is triple booked. Anyway, back to the Magnifica. So I'm looking around based on that. Maybe that was the inspiration on looking up MSC cruises just to see what what's out there, because MSC will just sneak an insane deal right by you. You know, you'll just be minding your own business, doing some work. And then MSC will come up to you, hit you right in the mouth with an out of control deal. Okay, so what would you what would it, what would it take to get you excited about getting on the Magnifica for 4 days going to Ocean Marine Reserve, Ocean Marine K and um Nassau. How about all in for one person $250? Yeah, you know what? It doesn't sound as good when you say it. Hold on. Ice coffee sip. But again, you have to just, I guess, remember what you spend on land, what you would spend on land. I guess the other expense on top of that would be the Internet. I would have to get the Internet. And yes, no, 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 no. Make no mistake. I would not have a drink of liquor on this cruise. I'm in the midst of a dry January. There was a oh, dry January, right? People don't believe me when they say I'm going to do a dry January. It's not a big deal. It's not a big thing for me. It's not hard. It's not hard to do a dry January. I drank New Year's Eve. We had a great time. Happy New Year. You know, we, we did all that already, right? No problem. But it is what it is. All right. So I'm still deliberating. I'm still deciding. Uh, MSC is pretty good. They send you the reminder. If they know you've been looking up a cruise, like a lot of cruise lines do, Norwegian does it very, very well, and uh, MSC does it, where if you're looking up a cruise and they have your email address, they will nudge you with a little email. Hey, you forgot to book this cruise. And I'll check on it. So I'm like, really? $250? What is that? That's four days. That's $75 a day, right? No, it's less than that. It's somewhere between 50 and $75 a day. And are you going to spend that anyway on land? Probably not that much on average, but it makes it close. You know what? I might do it. I might do it. And that, and then I would get on that cruise. See, even the Meraviglia, I didn't commit. I didn't commit to not drinking. I didn't commit to going all in with work. A lot of times on these solo cruises that I take, I kind of lie to myself a little bit. And I know that's a big rule that I break. We don't lie to each other. 
Well, I don't say anything about lying to myself. What I do say is that I like, you know, let me get on this cruise. And worst comes to worst, if I don't find the party, it'll be a work cruise. If I don't find the party, it'll be a revitalization cruise. And then sometimes you find the party and then work goes out the window. And sometimes you don't find the party. And then you, you're like, Ugh, the internet breaks down. <laughs> Shout out to Explorer of the Seas. Anyway, is what it is. How did Royal Caribbean not address this water spill? I, I still don't know if they have at some point. I think they must have. They said something, but it took a while. First of all, you saw that TikTok video. And I mean, the thing looks fake. And first of all, shout out to that person that the only way to get something like that. Now I'm talking about Harmony of the Seas. A few days ago, there was a giant wave of like, I mean, end of days water that came over. I guess that's, that's the, uh, that's, that's the, that's the down, the, uh, the downfall of having like a Central Park type of layout. Yes. When you have a layout like that, it's absolutely beautiful. It's an industry groundbreaking freaking awesome thing of wonder but yes if the if the ship makes a hard if the ship makes a hard right you're gonna flood everybody down below and a miraculous i guess really i don't know could that have been bad could that have been worse i guess it could have i don't think or i don't know if anybody was walking or anybody was hit with the wave of water because like i said imagine getting that because that whole thing Think about that for a second. That took from the from the time the from the time the water went over the edge to when it hit the that's like a matter of seconds. So there's no way you're gonna get that on camera unless you're just basically lucky. They were lucky to get that on camera. And of course, Royal Caribbean had to be cursing that. I mean, how unlucky could we be that someone just has their phone open directly on the scene of the crime? And it's no scene of the crime. But yeah, there was it was difficult to get any information on that, any official information. Yeah, you had Cruise Law News. You had certain outlets that put it up and obviously showed the TikTok video. But, uh, you know, you couldn't really get an official statement from anybody on what had happened. And then I think I'm starting to see it the last day or so where they're basically it's it's this because there was speculation. Thought it was a rogue wave at first. Nobody knew what the hell this thing was. But everybody found out that it was a raft of migrants. And I don't know what is going on, but these seas are, I mean, littered with migrants that are just on rafts, non-seaworthy vessels. Just, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on. If I can get patriotic, no, I shouldn't. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Screw it. I don't care. I'm not saying anything bad. Guys, you know I'm a middle-of-the-road politics guys. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a middle of the roadman when it comes to politics, but when you talk about metrics for judging things and I'm a restaurant guy, you know that I'm in on restaurants. Really? You could look at reviews. Reviews are important. Sales are important. Um, you know, I guess how long they've been open is important. All that stuff. There's really one metric, one metric that you have to wonder if a restaurant is good buy or not there's really only one how hard is it to get a reservation can you get in what's the foot traffic like it's all i'll say about this country guys for all the people who say how bad it is and how terrible we are the line to get in is still pretty long you know what i mean and i get it you know what people are 
doing it out of desperation. People are leaving desperate situations and awful scenarios at home. Uh, so maybe it's more of what they're leaving from than what they're going to. But I don't know. I just uh, let, let, let me stop. Let me stop, please. All right, let's talk about a few things. So uh, there's something going on here with the British Cruise Line uh, Ambassador. Uh, and they are partnering up with a dating app of all people. Now, this is you got to give it credit. This is forward thinking because shout out to Emma. Emma Cruises. She made an appearance on the show last week when she answered a question about what to do in Europe. And uh, she was recently on one of the ambassador ships and they got on board. They checked in, did muster, started to get unpacked, but didn't get fully unpacked Then went to dinner only to get a message over the PA system that the cruise was canceled. Okay, I'm repeating that. Imagine, just put yourself in that position. You get on a ship, you take the Uber, you take the flight, you take whatever, you get to the cruise port, you get online, you check in, you go to your room, you get your key card, you walk around. You know, we all do it. Look or discover the ship, you know, uh, you know, just kind of like wander around, see what's what. Go back to the room, freshen up, go to dinner. The first night, everything is in front of you. Right after the salad course, somebody comes on this loudspeaker. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, this cruise is canceled. <laughs> it's not funny. It's it's funny, but it's not funny. So I guess uh, the the reason being is this Ambassador Cruise Line. You know, um, I, I got a story here. So like their pr- prospective clients, this new partnership is a match made in heaven. You have one corner, you have the embattled Ambassador Cruise Lines. Like I said, the British upstart, they got two ships and a burning ambition to create legendary vacations with hardware and let's call it past its prime. And then partnering up with them is Our Time, a British dating app geared towards creating love and or friendship for people who are past their prime. (laughs) I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm kidding around. I would be considered that. You know, this is. I think this is a dating app for people over 50. And let's call it what it is, guys. Over 50. Call me over 52 because, I mean, with the, with the way time time has been passing lately, I'm there already. You know what I mean? I'm 50. And let's call it what it is. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not 25. We're not. We're not 20. When you think about dating apps and the dating scene, you know, of course, you know, we're, we're dating us, us over 50 people. We're in the mix. We're meeting people. But when you think of the young spry dating community, dating apps, swipe culture, you're thinking of people's in their 20s, 30s. You know what I mean? Dare I say 40s? Who knows? But, uh, you know, that's the only reason I make that joke, because, listen, many of us who are over 50 are enjoying some of the best years of our lives. And in many cases, that's because of cruising. Um, So they're running a special where these two entities are getting together and uh, they're trying to put put a situation where you can get uh, discounted cruising if you are a member of this app. What they're doing is a 10% off solo cabins for voyages running through 2024. Uh, some sailings as much offer more than that. Some offer as much as 30% off and there's various other discounts and on board expenses and stuff like that. So 
I mean, this cruise line has old, old ships. I believe one of their ships is built in 1991 and the other one is built in 1998 or 1999. So you're talking about vessels that, like I said, are, are a little bit past their prime. But think about this. You, you have to love this as an idea. You know what I mean? Age aside, whatever it is, the fact that, you know, such inventive kind of creative ways for businesses to partner up. I mean, cruising to me, and we all know this, I mean, solo cruising is starting to take on a life of its own. And I'll talk more about that later, but you know, this, why not play into these types of trends? So I think it's good. Uh, congratulations to Ambassador Cruise Lines. Uh, listen, all I got to say, is, and by the way, that was because of uh, safety equipment. I think something with the dispatch or the, uh, you know, the, the, the dispatch, the lifeboats, there was something, there was a technology problem with the ability to uh, deploy the lifeboats, I think, and that, you know, made it so that, they, you know, we can't sail. If we're not sure about the safety equipment, we can't sail. But everything's back up and running for now for Ambassador. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. interesting. I guess this sounds a little bit like, um, I don't know, the British Margaritaville at sea. Not sure. Not sure. Big shout out to Carnival because what they have done is brought back the very, very popular behind the scenes tour faster to the fun. I'm sorry, behind the fun. Uh, a very popular behind the scenes tour on Carnival cruise ships is making a triumphant comeback in February. Brand ambassador John Heald broke the good news on social media and Carnival fans everywhere rejoiced. The ultra-popular three-and-a-half-hour onboard excursion gives guests an inside look at crew areas, such as the galley, some of their staterooms, you'll see backstage areas, even some tours will show you the engine room and possibly even the bridge. When the industry shut down in 2020, the, they took a phased-in approach in terms of its return, return to normalcy. So, I, I mean, we all know the situation went faster to the fun. Uh, not faster to the fun. Behind the fun. You know, they'll get you there with the terminology. It's a little tricky. Everything's about fun. Faster to the fun is just something that kind of, even though it's, I, I think it's kind of like a little bit of a ridiculous promo. You shouldn't be able to pay to skip lines or whatever. You should just, I don't know, whatever. But uh, it does roll off the tongue. You have to admit that. But behind the fun, I should say. So when the industry shut down, we all know that it's tough to kind of like, uh, you know, the, the certain concessions had to be made with the restart of cruising and they would have to take a phased in approach as far as what activities could resume right away. We all know the quest is one of them. And uh, behind the fun is a tour on board where, you know, just let's be honest, this does not necessarily promote a whole lot of social distancing, but I think we all are kind of coming to our senses now. And I don't mean coming to our senses because now I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I'm not saying it was wrong to shut these things down for a period of time. But I think we're all getting back to normal um, and things. Oh, I'm really I'm really trying to play that line, huh? That little middle of the road thing, but leaning in a certain direction. Right. But you guys know what I'm saying. So I love these things faster to the fun is awesome because and I hope they continue to not allow photography because anytime I've done and I've not done faster to the I'm sorry I, uh, you know what the problem is I'm just looking at a sign that says faster to the fun I haven't done a behind the fun tour 
but I have done, you know, talks with the captain, Q&As with the cruise director. And sometimes under the right set of uh, circumstances, they'll say some shit they're not supposed to say. And I like that. I like that. I remember one cruise director. uh, oh, Oh, shoot. It was a woman. It was 2016 on Carnival Sunshine. So whoever the cruise director on Carnival Sunshine was in 2016, and I believe it was the month of March or April, if I'm not mistaken. She told us a disgusting story of something that happened on the quest. And I was like, wow, I can't even believe as a cruise director you're using those words. I was like, it was great. It was phenomenal. It was awesome. And the best story I ever heard from a cruise director, it was her. It was the same one. So she told us that story privately when we were like talking to her. But then at the at the um, the Q&A that she did at the end of the cruise, she told us that during 2012, when, remember, there was a belief out there that the Mayan calendar was uh, upon us. The end of the Mayan calendar had been reached and the world was going to be over. There was... A group of conspirators, conspiracy theorists that were on board. I don't know, some sort of religion or cult or something. There was about 60 of them and they were on board and they were basically they everybody knew they were on board. Everybody was like, well, they're, they have a right to cruise. So hopefully they're normal. Hopefully they're peaceful. Hopefully there's no problems. Clearly, they're a little out of their minds. But the reason they were on a cruise ship during this date that they thought the world was going to end was because they th- thought that they would basically have an express lane to the stars like they would be able to. I guess if they were in the middle of the ocean and they were on a Lido deck when this was supposed to end, when the world was supposed to end, they would basically be close to the stars, close to nature, whatever it is. So they would get sucked up right from the ocean and they would be like, you know, for for, for being rewarded for being out there and for having such strong belief, they would have the express lane. And they said to this cruise director that they would offer her the same express lane she would be saved with them she could get with them and be shot up into whatever afterlife or extraterrestrial type of environment that they were going to shoot or transport to or teleport to uh, when the world was going to end they were offering her refugee status with them if she offered them free wi-fi for the cruise (laughs) that's all they wanted Free Wi-Fi for an eternity of joining us into uh, intergalactical, I guess, uh, uh, eternity. Um, but she didn't, you know, she didn't, uh, she didn't take them up on it. They never got the free Wi-Fi, and uh, the world didn't end. So I would see. I, see, if I was on that cruise, I would probably have tried to join that cult. Only to just be with them to see what the post-game reaction is. You know what I mean? When the time comes and they don't, the world doesn't end. They're looking at their watches and they're probably for the first, you know, five minutes, any minute now, any minute now, the comet's going to pick us up any minute now. And then when they find them back, they find themselves back, back at the, uh, the marketplace buffet for breakfast the next day. I want, I would love to be around during those conversations. I thought I remember. I thought I really thought it was. I thought it was for real. 
I th- thought they had us this time. I would love to see what was going on. But anyway, behind the fun, you get the inner workings of the back end of the ship. You see behind the curtain on Carnival, and that tour is coming back in February, early February, I should say. What else do we have? Holland America. We don't really talk a whole lot about Holland America on this show, but they are making some changes to their very popular entertainment lineup starting this year. Uh, This cruise line is very much known for its music. They're going to be altering its partnership with some land-based entities such as uh, uh, Lincoln Center, and these changes will have an effect for most of the fleet. It does look like Lincoln Center Stage, which is a venue on many Holland America cruise ships, uh, they used to host, they do host a musical quartet, but that quartet is now going to be a traveling ensemble that will move from ship to ship. So instead of having its own venue on every Holland America cruise ship, it's going to move from ship to ship now and be more of a featured act. And when the group is on board a particular ship, they will be featured in the main show lounge. Uh, the Lincoln Center stage, which is a venue, will be repurposed. But at the time of this podcast, no details have been announced. Another popular venue, BB King's Blues Club, will be rebranded as the Rolling Stone Lounge on several ships. And that's going to be. Uh, a representation of their partnership with the popular magazine, Rolling Stone Magazine, and its best of list. This move will only affect the line's Vista class of ships, which include Osterdam, Westerdam, Zuerdam, and Nordam. BB King's Lounge will remain in place on Signature and Pinnacle class ships. Now, this is interesting because I really can't tell you. Listen, I have an overall desire to be on every cruise line, but can you? No. Uh, And when you prioritize certain cruise lines, I have to admit, Holland America is pretty low on my list. And that's no offense. It's just when you measure up what your perception of that cruise line is versus what you know you like to do and experience when you're on vacation. Holland America and myself don't necessarily jive. Now, one thing that always brought that closer and put me closer into the realm of wanting to visit a Holland America ship was this uh, th- this music program that they have, whether it's BB King Lounge or even Lincoln Center. I think that's cool when you can get a you know a major land based kind of entity to support you and you know be part of what your cruise ship experience is. I was I was kind of in on that, and the overall thing that I guess what they would uh, call it would be music walk. So these things would be all in one area, and this was something that sort of made me think about possibly wanting to do a Holland America cruise. Shout out to Tony and Don. Tony and Don are on a Holland America cruise now in Australia. And I have to uh, mention that it's wacky over there right now because the they're, they're having an extreme weather event in the area. There's some sort of a cyclone that's going on. I don't know if their sailing is affected, but I do know that a sailing around them in similar ports that they are scheduled to go to have been affected. So, you know, my experience has been these captains and these cruise lines and their weather department, they've been very, very good at steering clear of these storms and whatever, much to the chagrin of a lot of passengers. I mean, I think you, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're at a special level of stupid when you do some of these times when you see protests on board cruise ships because the captain has decided to alter the itinerary based on the weather. 
So instead of going to St. Thomas, you're going to Cozumel because the the captain doesn't want to sail through a freaking hurricane. And then you got because of that people protesting in the in the auditorium and having sit-ins. I mean, you're a, you're come on. I mean, be better. Be more be, I mean, wake up. Wake up. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. So my first knee-jerk reaction to this is disappointment. You know what I mean? Because I would love to go to BB King's Blues Club. And, uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the, what Holland America had been doing, it seemed like they were moving in the right direction from the standpoint of getting a little bit more contemporary with their entertainment. But it seems like they're making changes and we shouldn't rush to judgment too quick because it sounds to me like they're not, uh, th- their idea and their rebranding isn't fully evolved yet. So we got to see what it's going to end up being. But um, yeah, it looked like that was one of the things that would have drawn me to. And, you know, you knew it was good because you have certain people in Holland America complaining about about it. Certain traditionalists, old school Holland America people who like the fact that there's absolutely nothing going on and there was complete silence for seven days. Those people were pissed about the music program coming in. And they said Holland America's music walk is everything that's wrong with Holland America. Why would it, you? We were so much happier just sitting there eating our cantaloupe and reading books. That's it. And, and uh, so I, I guess, I guess, you know, we all know that we all know that the quickest and easiest and fastest and most direct route to pleasing absolutely nobody is the attempt to please everybody. But hey, listen, what can you do? That's pretty much it. All right. I want to get into uh, what else did I want to talk about? Is there anything else as far as news goes? No, I think we're going to stop there. Um, I just had a couple of thoughts as far as what I would like to see cruise ships do. I don't know if a lot of this is feasible. I don't know if it's realistic. I don't know if it's even a thought. I just, you know, there's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that I think cruise lines should maybe, I guess, gravitate towards just, just literal spitball ideas. Tell me what you guys think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I would like to know what you guys think as far as cruising. And, you know, I used to say wacky stuff. Some of the stuff that I used to do during this segment, I used to talk about how uh, putting a glass under the hull below the waterline, make it a glass hull so that you can kind of like see the aquatic wildlife while you're cruising. I think, uh, batting cages that shoot off the back of the ship or golf, you know, shoot off the back of the ship. Um, one thing I said was uh, the entire aft should be a pool or a giant end to end pool. And then I realized that I was, I was corrected on that when I realized that, you know, cruise ship pools, you have to be careful with because of the fact that, you know, it's the heaviest thing is one of the heaviest things per square foot is water, right? That's on a ship. And, uh, you know, you can't be too top heavy when you're a cruise ship or you, uh, you know, topple over. All right. But I thought about some new things and here they are. The first is a business center. Okay. Now everybody, you know, business center, boring. Where if you want to get some work done on a cruise ship, you go to the library, right? Or you go to the internet cafe, or you find a cozy, quiet place somewhere off to the side, whatever it is. One thing that we know within cruising is that people with this 
new work from home culture, this location independent culture that we have is that people are finding themselves on cruise ships and having them be work trips. So if cruise lines were smart, I think they would lean into this and set up an infrastructure where this was where they would work with you in this. And they would make it conducive for you to be able to get on board a cruise ship and do some work. Almost like, you know, I don't want to, you know, almost like a WeWork type of scenario. Almost like one of those, uh, you know, temporary office rentals. You could even make some money doing it. I would say you do it for free. You know, just set it up and have it be an amenity. But when you look at the cruise ships and, you know, you know what's amazing about cruise ships? We talk about... The size and space, but talk about the smallest cruise ship, even let's just say Empress of the Seas or, uh, you know, Carnival Paradise or, or these types of ships. There are still, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of square feet of that cruise ship that are just not used on a given day time, day, 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 day or time of the day, night or evening. You know, think about the cruise ship's main show lounge think about the main dining room think about these vast vast large big time rooms that i mean let's talk about it what what is it 80 percent of the crews they're not being used i would say and i don't say that you know we should cut them down or make them smaller all i'm saying is that that lends itself to say that the space on a cruise ship can be attacked from a design standpoint more efficiently. You can find a way to put some sort of a business center, and I would make it cool too. You know what I mean? Set up the coffee. Uh, make, I, I, you know, there's ways to do it where you put friendly people at the front desk, set up a coffee station, set up water, put monitors. Um, you know, if you wanted to just get a bench or a workspace or a desk, that's free. But you can maybe log into, you know, maybe elevated level of equipment, you know, stuff like that. And just have it be a business center. And if you wanted to work for three, four hours, that's where you could be. And a whole culture would come out of that too. People, whether they're solo cruisers, whether they're, you know, solo adjacent cruisers, you know, that means, you know, if they're with a family member or somebody that they're not necessarily generationally compatible with, they're just on a cruise with like, so, you know, Regina is cruising with a grandmother. Of course, they're going to have dinner every day. They're going to have breakfast every day. They're going to spend time on the pool deck every day. But then at 9 o'clock, Gina's looking to shake her ass and grandma's going to bed. You know, that type of thing can exist. Um, you know, people or maybe Gina's, uh, you know, an entrepreneur and she wants to work two or three hours a day. By day two, Gina's going to see uh, Tommy if we're reenacting the living on a prayer scenario. Because, you know, Tommy used to work on the docks. But Gina's got a whole new life now. Now Gina's in the in the in the office in the office on the business center on board, and she sees Tommy, and they end up by day three. They know they're going to be there each day. They're going to have their coffee. They're going to maybe form a business relationship. This is a networking thing too. Who knows? Who knows? Business center on board because of the fact that there is a trend that more people are working on board cruise ships. Number two, 
open to long-term rental programs, okay? This is another trend that's happening on board cruise ships. We are seeing it left and right. You remember five, 10 years ago, you used to see that one article every once in a while. Oh, this is Sarah. She's an 82-year-old retiree, and she lives on a cruise ship full-time. And then everybody wanted to know about Sarah. Everybody wanted the story. Oh, my goodness, how interesting. Nowadays, there's Sarahs all over the place. So many people and nobody and not and it's not necessarily the fact that they've decided that they're going to live on a cruise ship forever. This is my life now. But many people who are single and don't have uh, I guess they have the expendable income and, you know, maybe uh, they don't have a lot of family or whatever, but they did do very well and they have or whatever type of scenario there is there's all different types of scenario where people you know say you know what i'm going to spend the next two months on a cruise ship i'm going to spend the next three months on a cruise ship i'm going to do 2025 my 2025 is going to be on a cruise ship what about 226 2026 i don't know we'll see but i know 2025 will be on a cruise my thing is have a department in sales with the cruise lines that cater to that type of thing. See, this speaks to a couple of different things. Norwegian, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, they all talk about not wanting to um, sacrifice pricing. They don't want to cheapen their product. So while it is true, what you tell me, right? Okay, so from a business standpoint, cruise a cruise ship, it's half full, right? What's worse? Giving away, you could say, I'll give those rooms away for free because the onboard spending will at least get me some more money. That's true. That's a way you can think of that. But then the counter argument to that is no, because people will get too used to that and then you'll never get them to cruise for pay. They'll always wait for that deal. So you can't do that, right? But the truth still does exist where if you can fill that room, You'd rather fill the room because of the fact that you're going to get some onboard spending. And what the cruise lines do now so that they don't give the cruise away is deal with situations like I get these casino deals. And some a lot of people get way, way better deals than me. I'm saying I'm not a heavy gambler, but I still get aggressive casino deals because of the fact that they do not want to let these rooms be empty. But they also can, basically they're looking for an excuse to give the rooms away. Or give the rooms for cheap. This is an excuse to give the rooms for cheap. You know what I'm saying? You'll get the onboard gratuities. You'll get the Wi-Fi. You'll get the food and beverage. But I would say start a uh, a department where you are selling long-term visits on cruise ships. So you know what? We have a two-month package. We have a four-month package. And yes, it's not going to be like this out of control deal where you send you're saving thousands and thousands of dollars just give them a little bit off the regular cruise price lock the or at least lock them into a rate lock them into a low rate you know what i mean because especially on some of your cruise ships you know they're not selling that well you know you're not filling all your ships no a lot of them you are i wouldn't say you're going to be able to offer this on the carnival celebration you're not going to be able to offer something that, like this on, on, on the icon of the seas. But for people who are out there who can work from home or don't have to go to a job, put them 
into long-term, almost the, like the extended stay hotels. Offer that on cruise ships. That's number two. Number three is an oldie from me. I stay begging these cruise lines to offer more overnight itineraries. I'm dying to spend the night in St. Thomas. Can you help me with this? I mean, yes, we all absolutely love the fact that we're going from port to port. We all love the fact that, you know what, today's St. Martin, tomorrow's St. Thomas, the day after that's San Juan, the day after that's Tortola. It's great. We love it. And I think part of the reason why many of us cruise is because of that variety within a vacation. And I know it's a little bit tricky because you're paying to sit at a certain port of call. But I think even if it was an elevated number, as far as uh, financial commitment from us, I think a lot of cruisers would like to spend the night in a certain port. Give me a night in San Juan. Give me a night in Nassau. I know they do it a lot in Bermuda, and that's crazy that I haven't been to Bermuda yet for that reason. Because I want to be able to spend the night. Dude, if I want to get a hotel, let me get a hotel. They do it. River cruising, it's a common thing. Isn't it? Oh, no, no, maybe not river cruising. I think river world cruising, it's a common thing. You stay at a place two, three days. Sometimes people get a hotel. I don't think I would do that. But at the same time, to have that option, to be able to go deep into the night and make some memories past the hour of midnight in a particular port of call, give me some overnights, please. Can we do it? Overnight itineraries, 2024. I know it's too late for 2023. Um, All right, this one's controversial. I'll lose some of you on this one. And I used to say this a lot. I broke into the scene before I had a a podcast. I wrote a letter to the cruise dudes. But when I didn't have, I'll talk about Americans. Okay, American. I I know British cruise influences have been around for a while. I haven't really. And I'm not saying I have my finger on the pulse of the cruise influencer society pre 2017 because i don't but when i broke in it was myself okay because i'm saying me and i was the new guy on the block cruise radio was the legend cruise tips tv cruise dudes and matt hodgeberg with royal caribbean blog.com that was it that was all that was on my radar i'm sure there were others I, I don't quote me on it. I'm sure you oh, Tommy, you forgot this one. You forgot that one. Um, but that's all there was. That's all that existed. And I was into the cruise dudes and I would, I wrote them a letter. My first, I guess, um, no, I guess I was talking to Doug by then. I guess I, I, I was having conversations with Doug. I was back and forth. I think the Johnny Utah's incident with Doug, me and Doug haven't spoken about that for a while. The, the, the Johnny Utah's incident at Doug, let me know if you uh, if if you want me to retell that story on a Patreon at some point. But um, so I wrote a letter to the cruise dudes and just trying to get on the air, trying to be funny, knowing they're wacky. I said to them, "Hey, cruise dudes, how are you? Tommy here, longtime listener. Why are there no strip clubs at sea?" And they had a blast with that. They laughed about it. They talked about it on the air. They laughed, and uh, I wrote another email to them at some point after that. And then they even remembered me. They're like, oh, wasn't this the guy who said there should be strip clubs at sea? And they were laughing about that. And, you know, we had some fun with it. And I was pretty much kidding around. Now, I'm a pretty, I guess, you know, conservative-ish guy. 
I would say. But now, going into 2023, I will say Virgin Voyages should absolutely have strip clubs. No no question about it. Virgin Voyages, there should be a strip club at sea for Virgin Voyages. What they do right now is almost beyond strip club activities. The problem with strip clubs is, is usually they turn into the, 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 the prostitution rings usually follow. But that's easy to take care of. You know, you can't do that. You can't you can't do that. You can't have ho- you can't have prostitution on cruise ships. Now Virgin Voyages prides itself as being a forward thinking outlier. Virgin Voyages prides itself on relieving the stigma when it comes to sex. Some of the things you'll hear on board that cruise ship, the language, the outfits, there's just the overall disposition, the sanctioned entertainment. I mean, the, just the, 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 I can tell you right now, it's out of control. I mean, the, so to me, if we're really relieving the stigma of sex and sexual type of, uh, I guess, entertainment, there is a following now or like a contingency where they say like, Sex workers should have rights too. Like, are you sex workers has become a thing? I always it's sort of a new term over the last couple of years, sex worker. But the sexual industry, Virgin Voyages is hardcore capitalizing on selling sex. Now, me and Tony spoke uh, when he was on the show, and he said, you know, you really it really wasn't that offensive. And I was like, I wasn't offended by it either, but. You know, it's there. It's out there. To me, as far as I'm concerned, it was out there. And if you are offended by certain things as far as sex, it's an unknown thing. And I mean, it's a known thing. And it's not a problem at all. When you're talking about the drag brunches, the um, swingers, it's not a swingers cruise, but it's a swinger friendly cruise in general. And when you talk about that show called Never Sleep Alone, the woman who gets up there and her tagline is, she's effed over 4,000 people. And she's up there in some dominatrix outfit. And on Scarlet Night, they're doing that stuff. And again, I'm not knocking any of it. But if you're going to do all that, you know, I would say a lot of cruise ships could have it. But there's kids on board, so you don't want that. Virgin Voyages has no kids on board. Virgin Voyages, go all in, have the strip club on board. Especially since, you know, it's hit or miss whether or not we're a profitable operation or not. You want to shoot into profits? You want to shoot into profitability? I mean, what are the, what type what type of blowback? Hit me up, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Tell me why Virgin Voyages should not have a strip club. And if you say it's because of some conservative reason or some ethics reason or some... Then go on a Virgin Voyages cruise first and then tell me that they shouldn't have a strip club on board. Uh, Moving along, this is a little bit towards the business center section, but this has nothing to do with um, people who are uh, working from home necessarily. This has nothing to do with extended stay people. Creator Studios. It's only in your best interest as cruise lines because, you know, we see it on TikTok. We see it on Instagram Reels. People are getting very, very, very creative when it comes to cruise content. And whether it's long form, whether it's short form, I think there should be. 
podcast studios. I think there should be green screens. I think there should be uh, bays and docks where, you know, you could edit, you know, and, and why would you not? If you're Royal Caribbean and you have the wow and you have a bunch of people on board with the DSLR cameras and the boom mics and everything else, why would you not want that content put out as soon as possible and provide a space where these creators can go in and set up shop and get the editing done? You know, it's, you know, part of the problem is why a lot of people don't vlog on a cruise or part of the reason why if they do vlog, a lot of the vlogs come out a month, two months later. And it doesn't seem in real time anymore. And a lot of times some of the policies have changed since then, which is not making is making that content sometimes in some cases, in some ways, obsolete is because it just takes a lot of time and they don't have their infrastructure around them. A lot of the creators don't have their infrastructure around them to be able to put out the content that they want. But if you could put it out in real time, let's just talk Sherry and Mr. Cruise Tips TV and Junior Editor get on a cruise, right? They get on a cruise and instead of taking all that footage home and putting it out a month and a half later, if they just decided that, all right, I'm trying to think. All right, they go on their excursion all day. They take their footage. And I'm trying to think, is it before or after dinner? Well, Sherry has that. Sherry's going to have that drink, that drink or two before dinner. So Sherry may not be in the condition to be editing after dinner. But let's just say before dinner, let's just say you had a great day, you go out, you're having a good time, and then you hit the editing bay for an hour. And you, I guess, put all your footage together, and now it's release ready. Now it's 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 in form, it's tightened up, it's edited, it's ready, the voiceovers are done, and you could put it out that night. There is something to be said. That's why the Patreon is popular for me, I think, a lot of times is because, and I know it too, when I listen to podcasts, I like listening to old evergreen stuff as well, but there is something to be said for something that you know somebody recorded six hours ago. No matter what it is, it doesn't even need to be necessarily that they're talking about events that it's breaking news or whatever. But if just the fact that it, it's, it's fresh, it's hot off the presses, and you're hearing something that somebody created and put out there three, four, two, six, eight hours ago or less, that's, there's a draw to that. So if you had a creator studio set up and, you know, maybe it's going to be tough because, you know, that's expensive equipment and you don't want people breaking it and you don't want people uh, misusing it or, you know, giving it viruses or whatever or things like that. Yeah, you're probably going to have to come up with some sort of regular, it wouldn't be the easiest thing to put together. But if there were creative creator studios on board, I think creators would absolutely love it. And I think the cruise lines would benefit from it because they would see a lot of their uh, content be put out there, thus overall promoting their 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 product. All right, Carnival. This next one's for Carnival. Carnival. We talk about Carnival in many ways, uh, especially on the Mardi Gras in the Excel class, trying to alleviate some space in the main dining room. This one's pretty straightforward, very straightforward. Um, why not open up guys and blue iguana and stuff like that for dinner? Why is it that if I want a guy's burger, I mean, burgers for dinner are good. People like burgers for dinner. Why would you not, you know, especially if people are in the main dining room and, you know, there's a wait for the main dining room and, you know, sometimes it's, it's a pain in the neck. Guy's burger, the system is down. It's not complicated. Take some stress off the main dining room 
by leaving guys and blue iguana. You know how many people do that? I can tell you JP was dumbfounded. JP, my buddy, he he was the one who kind of brought it to my attention too. Like, And, and I disagreed with him, but I agree with him because I think there's a happy medium. Like, why is this only open for this amount of time? Why when I go here, I can't. And I used to say the same thing, but then, you know, he would... It's like you can't have every. There has to be a flow. You know what I mean? You have to kind of direct people. And, you know, if you want to man every battle station all day and all night, then it's going to be spread out too thin. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to be standing around for hours just because of the fact that you don't want to close it, which doesn't make sense either. So, you know what? For, 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 for reasons of efficiency, and reasons of, I guess, you know, uh, just making sure you kind of like manage the flow. Yeah, you close some operations. But, and I do understand why they do that. But for, in the situation of guys, guys is basically on land. What is guys? Guys is burger fi. Guys is five guys. Guys is, you know, wall burgers, stuff like that. Blue Iguana Cantina, that's Chipotle. That's Qdoba. It's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's all that stuff. So, why not open it for dinner? Plenty of people like that option for dinner. And you will take a lot of stress off the main dining room. And from a cost standpoint, I would think that the main dining room food costs you a lot more. You know, if you could, from a food cost standpoint and from a labor standpoint, from a labor standpoint, you know damn well it wouldn't. You'd be able to uh, give a few people off. Or, or redirect, repurpose some of the people that are in the main galley into guys and you wouldn't necessarily, you know, lose manpower. So you could do it. And honestly, any time, any way, shape, or form, you're giving your guests more options, I don't think that's a bad thing. So guys and Blue Iguana, who knows, maybe even um, the, the deli, open them for dinner. All right, this last one, I've said it on every single one of these I've done, and I still want it. I know it's not easy to pull off. I know it's not easy to do, but I want it. I want my damn lazy river. I get it. The water displacement thing is an issue. I get it. It's not going to be too, um, you know, you have these water slides. Maybe you got to make them smaller. Maybe it's a one at a time scenario, whatever it is. But I want a lazy river at sea. Carnival, Norwegian, Royal Caribbean, MSC. Dare I say Holland America? You, 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 you ditching the Lincoln Center thing. Put in a lazy river. I mean, the two go hand in hand, right? Put a guy in a violin. <laughs> Never mind. I don't even know where I was going with that. All right, a quick word from Morgan and then your emails. Hey, Cones. Sorry to interrupt Tommy's rambling, but I don't have a lot of time and I wanted to ask you about your next cruise. We know there are lots of decisions to make, such as, where do I want to go? How can I get the best deal? And which cruise line is right for me? Whether you're traveling solo, with friends, or your entire family, always be booked. We'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. 
let's face it, we are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you, over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always be booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebooked.com right now and let's start planning your next adventure at sea. All right, welcome back, Cone. So listen, here's the deal. This is a real situation here. I have 80 Patreons. 80 people listen to the... You know how many people listen to the podcast? Thousands of people listen to this podcast. Only 80 of you are Patreons. And I, I got to say, like, no offense. You, you grow up. Well, you got to grow up, okay? With this, see, things being said on the Patreon that you people need to hear, Okay. Uh, what did we just talk about before? We talked about content that is good when it's fresh, when it's right off the presses, hot off the presses. When you hit play on a Patreon episode, you know that that was me recording that just hours ago, if that, maybe even minutes. And there's something to be said for that. You're getting a real-time update. You're hearing the laughter and the tears. Thanks for giving us your ears. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to the Patreon. It's $8 for the month. And you get an extra show five days a week. Patreon.com slash always be booked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. You're not a Patreon? Guys, grow, grow up. Grow up. Let's, can we enter into a new level of maturity here? We talk, we celebrate cruising. We celebrate every day where that port is. When uh, The idea behind telling you where the ships are. And when the sun is coming up is because is there any time when we wouldn't rather be just somewhere on a cruise and you're in your car? And yes, I do recommend when you're in your car driving on I-95 on the highway, you know what? Close your eyes for a few minutes. Close your eyes and imagine you're at Nassau and the sun's coming up 659. And then I'm talking to you about the goings on of the day. Maybe we're taking it over to Tortola. Maybe we're taking it over to Dubai. Argentina, Buenos Aires, dare I say. You can play around and not be a Patreon. You can still do that if you want to. But if we're going to start taking this thing seriously and you want a real, you want me in your corner every single day, like right now, I think you're listening to me right now and you know I'm on your side. You know I'm an advocate for you. But our friendship can't go to that next level. Unless you go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash always be booked, throw the eight dollars in for the month, and now our real relationship starts, and I'm with you every day. I'm with you every day. I'm with you every step of the way for that commute there or back. You choose. I don't care. It's up to you. What else? The Facebook group, obviously, that's where our interaction is as a community. Uh, always be booked cruise and travel lounge on Facebook. We have a lot of fun there. Uh, we have uh, Twitter. Dare I say, always be everything's always be booked. Okay, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no um, mystery here. I have been monetized on YouTube. I have recently been monetized on YouTube, and because of that. What has to happen is I have to speak like this as a broadcaster would. Despite the fact that there is no training 
but this is how YouTubers speak. So from now on, I will have to do. No, I can't do that. You guys know that. I got to speak conversationally. It's me and you. It's us. We talk together. I'm not coming at you some from some imaginary broadcast world where I just pulled out of my ass because you know what? This is what I am supposed to do. No, we're not doing that here. But YouTube, check me out on YouTube, ship tours, the whole bit. There's more coming on YouTube uh, in the in the weeks, days, and months to come. If I can figure out this stupid camera and the equipment, which I'm getting closer to every day. I'm down to 19 windows open when it comes to tutorials. I had 36 tutorial YouTube tutorials open yesterday. Today, I'm down to 19. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen for me, and there, in turn, it's going to happen for us. Oh, boy. Anyway, your emails have and will always be a lifeblood of the show. If you want to be a part of the show, just hit me up, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. Send me an email, and we'll talk about whatever's on your mind. It could be a correction to something I've said. It could be a question that you might have. It could be a comment about something someone else had. It could be anything. Just be a part of the show, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. Tommy, what is your favorite and least favorite cruise director and why? Also, when on a cruise, do you watch the morning show, usually featuring the cruise director and the assistant cruise director? And does that program programming affect your opinion of the cruise director? Uh, Daniel Roberts. Okay, so good question, Daniel. I got to say every single cruise for me is different. I haven't had... I wouldn't say I've had a bad cruise director. All I could say is I've had cruise directors that choose their level of participation. Usually, carnival cruise directors typically are my favorite. Um, You know, what could I say? I really enjoyed Lee. I know it's the last one. I know it's the one uh, most recent in my mind. But Lee was phenomenal to me. Lee just is is a bright burst of energy a bright ball of positivity and he's out there and he really toes the line between someone you feel like you admire and you're watching from afar to he's in the trenches with you. He grim. I mean, I was no cruise director ever did that where I took a picture and I was kind of like just videoing him, uh, and just me and him while we were, while I was walking back on the ship from Grand Turk. And then I turned it off. I said, thanks. And he kept said, keep moving. And I was going to keep it moving. And he stopped me and said, no, what do you got? You got a channel? What do you got? I was like, yeah, I got a channel called Always Be Booked. He's like, well, turn it back on. And he told me, turn the freaking camera back on. And he's like, you know, something, whatever he said. It's in my intro now. You'd always be booked. Always be booked. You know, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe always be booked and then he threw in an extra with force with passion always be booked like he liked it he's like good like he liked it pumped me up he's like he because he appreciated the sentiment he knew what he got it right away what the thought process behind always be booked is and then he accentuated it so i would have to say lee is my favorite cruise director i don't have a least favorite cruise director if there's a least favorite cruise director none of them bothered me it's just more or less that they weren't on my radar and usually it's those royal caribbean cruise directors i hate to say this this isn't nice to say but i'm gonna say it because this is what we do and as cones we're just not gonna sit here and lie to each other i can't tell you the name of any royal caribbean cruise director i said it i said it I, can't, I heard you gasp. 
I heard you almost. I was kidding before about that other thing I said. Don't close your eyes if you're on I-95 and imagine that you're in Nassau. Out of all the roads, there's certain roads if you're doing 80 miles an hour. There's certain roads you can close your eyes on. No more than 30 seconds, okay? If you close your eyes uh, on the highway for more than 30 seconds, I think that's crazy. But don't close your eyes at all on I-95 because that's just a that's just the death trap on that on that freaking road. Um, and does uh, do I watch the morning show and does that affect my opinion of the cruise director? Yeah, you know what? You know the last what what cruise? You know the last cruise director on Royal Caribbean on Explorer of the Seas. I liked that guy. I can't tell you what his name is. He was funny. He was uh, charismatic. Here, what do the kids call it? Riz? Did you guys know that? You hear that word, Riz? People talking about these crazy new words. That there's a new word every week that people say you got to be a certain level of clue, cool to be able to use it. The new one is Riz. Riz is short for charisma. I found that out. Um, listen, we're giving you these hard-hitting pieces of information that you're not going to get anywhere. But... He was good. He was a good cruise director, and he did good morning shows. I liked his morning shows. Uh, he was like a, a. He was funny. He was fun, and I will say the morning shows stand out when they do a good job with the morning shows. But again, I don't. I don't see any of them are bad. I don't see any of them are bad. Royal Caribbean must not demand a lot from an energy standpoint from their cruise directors and I totally get that as their strategic move because 100% I can't say as much as I loved Lee the cruise director 100% yeah sometimes you know here he is uh ladies and gentlemen you know it's me Lee your cruise director that was it was a lot and Royal Caribbean doesn't hit you in the face with that as much I'll take as even if I'm a little annoyed by it the overdoing of it I still will take that over somebody who's just like, you know, a little ho-hum about the whole experience. Uh, I look forward to the captain's announcements. I like listening to a captain and a captain announcement telling us where we are, what the coordinates are, what the seas will be, what we the depth of the ocean is, what we expect the weather to be, what exact time we'll be passing whatever else is. I like when the captain does his briefs uh, or her briefs. I, I enjoy them very, very much. Uh, but no, the morning show never really affected my opinion on the cruise director, but I was still in a negative way. It never did in a positive way. Yes. I'll watch a morning show. If somebody's good at what they do, I'll enjoy it. And I like when the assistant cruise director does a little co-host thing with them too, as well. Hello, Thomas. Uh, excellent podcast. It's really a highlight to see your new episodes drop. Always enjoy. My wife and I are booked on... Okay, so this is the Hawaiian cruise guy. This is Kyle, okay? This is a reread. Uh, let me sit up for this. Uh, I'll read the email again. My wife and I are booked on NCL's seven-day Hawaiian cruise at the end of January, and we have chosen to fly out one day earlier with the hopes of recovery from the long flight from Indy. Question, we arrive at 6 p.m. on Friday, and we have a whole hotel booked at Waikiki Beach Resort, we have to be out of the room before noon, and ship embarkation starts at noon. How do we squeeze in the Arizona Memorial prior to the ship port departure at 7 p.m.? Now, Kyle, I don't, as I mentioned, have a lot of 
information or experience when it comes to Hawaii. I do have show friend of the show and madman Scott. He is a regular pirate. A regular, not a peer runner, but a pirate and a good friend of the show, a good friend in life and a good guy. Um, And I asked him and he said, coming from someone who has done this exact thing, you will be too wiped out to do Pearl Harbor the day after you arrive. Your flight will be landing at about 3 p.m. the previous day and you will have been traveling for 15 plus hours if you're from the East Coast. Things at Pearl Harbor are also done on the first-come, first-served ticketed basis. Capacity is reached by 9.30 a.m. for the day. The best move for this is to relax on your embarkation day, get on the ship, and enjoy the amenities. You have zero sea days on this cruise, so that first day is pretty much your only time to relax. Your flight back to the, your flight back to the ship on... What? Your flight back to the ship on disembarkation day should be late. Okay, your flight back on disembarkation day should be late afternoon or evening. You will be booted off the ship by 8 a.m. that day anyway. Do Pearl Harbor the whole place on your fly home day. Just make sure your flight is late enough. It will exha- it will exhaust you and make you sh- make sure you are good to sleep on the plane. You will need something to do while you wait for your flight anyway. He can do it on disembarkation day as his flight will be later in the day and he will get booted off the ship at 8 a.m. So I guess that last sentence was more for me, like a recap. But um, that sounds like good advice from Scott. It says you really can't do what you're trying to do on the day getting getting on getting on the ship. That That's too – you're going to be trying to ram too much activity on your embark, embarkation day seems like an obvious answer so i don't know what the obstacle from your standpoint is and why you wouldn't be able to do that maybe you do have an earlier flight but if you can get that flight out later it sounds like scott is giving some good advice here hey tommy this is bubba oh boy Okay, Bubba, as we know, we brought in Hannah last week to help with the Bubba saga and I've gotten multiple emails from people saying that they want Bubba on the show. But this is Bubba, I guess, giving us a little bit of an update and a recap. And I think right now, at time of this recording, Bubba is on the cruise with Mystery Woman X. Looking forward to hearing how that went. And Bubba, don't worry about it. Don't tell her about the show because we don't want her listening. Because if she listens, that may take away from the candor in which you're able to communicate to us. Hi, Tommy. This is Bubba. Thanks for the detailed response to my email earlier in the week. Since everyone was so nice on your live stream and seemed eager to help, I figured I would give an update the day before I board. One thing I do regret is not giving more context about the backstory. I wasn't sure how much of the juicy details was needed, so I kept that part vague. It's full of some entertaining and funny stuff, but we will have to save that for another day. Oh, boy. Look at Bubba. Bubba gets it. Bubba knows broadcasting. You call this a a cliffhanger in the business. Anyway, I reckon she still is going on the cruise and is supposed to meet me on board. When adding her to my room, I figured out why she always talked my age because she subtracted a few from hers. Okay, she wasn't forthcoming. Okay. See, when women do this, it's cute. 
and it's, oh, wow, scandalous. When a guy does this, no, it's no good. Her meeting me on board will work out for the best as this will allow me to arrive early and I had a stressful day flying in. Long story short, don't ever book Circa 39 Hotel in Miami. They decided to sell my room despite me having reservations way in advance. All right. All right, Bubba. Not too much of an update there. Just some random facts, some random information. Uh, We're still looking for the juicy details. And yes, we want to find out what uh, the backstory is. The backstory is key. We have to find out what this backstory is so we know how to advise you going forward. And yes, I know you don't necessarily need our advice. You're a grown man. You can handle things on your own. But, you know, you did you did write in inquiring about it. So that's, that's all. All right. Anyway, that's it pretty much, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. We just did the promos fairly recently before the email, so I won't put you through that again. Just remember, Patreon, if you want to, I mean, grow up. At the end of the day, grow up. Join the Patreon. $8 a month. Let's get it together here. Also, uh, what else? Facebook, always be booked Cruise and Travel Lounge, and face and always be booked on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You guys are the absolute best boat drinks cones. Mm-hmm.